The Irish have been a thorn in the side of Conservatives this week, as they voted to overturn the ban on abortions, and the border has continued to plague Brexiteers. Theresa May's newest proposal to both issues, granting post-hoc abortions to all Irish people, has been tabled by Downing Street after it was branded completely batshit crazy. Welcome to We Don't Talk About Brexit, the only podcast where we, uh, Natasha Kondrashova, Michael Cook, George Trier and Katie Moncaster, do not talk about Brexit. Uh, it's the only one, that's how you... <laughs> Wait, how many shows are we involved in where we regularly talk about Brexit? <laughs> all Secretly the rest of the all of them. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Adam Buxton's We Don't Talk About the Weather. If you, if you listen hard enough... We're whispering in the background about Brexit. <laughs> Brexit, 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 Brexit. It's like it's like the basilisk in Harry Potter, <laughs> or, or as I said yesterday, the, the fucking big anaconda that invades Hogwarts <laughs> because I forgot what it was called. Wow, uh, I think that's a deleted scene where Gandalf refers to it as that. Gandalf, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Samuel L. Jackson's like, I've had it up to here with these motherfucking snakes in this motherfucking castle. <laughs> Oh, well. Harry Potter 2, Snakes in a Castle. <laughs> Welcome to We Don't Talk About Brexit. We're going to give you four stories from the week's news, and then we're going to vote on who had the best uh, story. Uh, this week, who's going to start for us? I like that you're doing the visual gag mm. of look. Better explain. Katie's not here. She's working. But what she's done uh, is she's recorded a story on her phone to tell you but obviously we only have a computer. George has just looked at the computer as if it's going to do something. As if, as if Katie's soul is trapped as in the computer. As if Katie's going to come out of the computer and be a computer ghost. What, like the ring? Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, what's, what's your story for us? What, yeah, what, what have you tell brought? us, Katie. This is very experimental and might be taken out. <laughs> Magic. Hi guys, really oh sorry God. I'm not there this week, That's but right. um, I still have a story for you. Oh, brilliant! And hopefully it'll be a good one, so it'll make I hope it so um, So my story this week is called The King of the Coastline. Oh. Or, you know, tagline, how one man overthrew capitalism. <laughs> um, uh, a story wow. about a man named Marcio Mizeil Matolius. Good pronunciation. Who found an ingenious way to live a high-class lifestyle among the richy-riches in Brazil without having to pay rent. So he currently resides in one of Rio de Janeiro's most prestigious neighbourhoods <laughs> called Barra de Tijua, Tijuea. Solid. That's how that's said. Um, but how? How was he managing to live this lifestyle? Should we pause the video here? Rent? I'll leave a little pause for you to make some guesses. Uh, right, so how do we think this man has... You know what this is like? You know what this is like? It's like when you're doing a test at... Um in key stage two and it's uh, mental arithmetic and it's like you have 15 seconds to think <laughs> of your answer that one do you ever do those no it's not really the question katie's asking you stage two ever um has he done it oh well, i reckon he's just dressed up really nicely uh and kind of been like oh i'm rich can i stay at your house <laughs> and they're like, like a fellow rich person come on in because they have a rich club, that's how the rich people roll. Yeah, yeah, I, I reckon it's like squat it, like everyone thinks he's really rich, and therefore they all think it's like really great that they have him in the house for a week. So like, yeah, mm. you can stay with us after you stay with the Samsons. It's weird. So just house hopping. 
it's weird because I think people are more inclined to be nice to people who already have a lot. Mm. You know, yeah. it, you'd, you'd let someone in. If, I think it's because they might not worry that anything's going to be taken, I mm. guess. Or, or mm. How do you get rich in the first place, Michael? Take, take, take. Oh, my God. Whoa. Is this a Nino Nino moment? <laughs> Possibly. It's like an emotional Nino Nino. So it's like, Nino, Nino. Nino. What was that emotion, can I ask? <laughs> Depth. <laughs> How are you feeling today? Deep. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Dubious sounds. Um, I think he built himself a treehouse on a skyscraper. <laughs> out of left field. Uh, contribution. <laughs> Shall we find out? Let's find out. It's Katie. Back to you. Okay, that's enough time. And those were all great suggestions, maybe. <laughs> Thank well you, Katie. Um, however, you're all wrong. Maybe, uh-huh. I hope. Um, so, Marcio lives uh, this elaborate lifestyle in a huge sandcastle, which he's built himself. Oh, my God. And that's how he's avoiding paying rent, because he just lives on the beach. I was so, so he's close. he's known by locals <laughs> as King Marcio. Um, and he's built a royal throne and wears a pro- plastic crown as well. So he's really taking it, so taking himself seriously. It's great. Um, so you need to look at the photos to believe it because it's truly a thing of beauty. And I almost think it must be fake news because um, it's just I just can't believe that a man has built that and that he manages to sleep in there. But I mean, maybe he doesn't, and it probably is just some ruse. But never mind. Wow. We can we can still speculate. Um, so. Rio de Janeiro has very high housing costs, so King Marcio is pretty innovative, and he says, people pay exorbitant rents to live in front of the sea. I do not have bills, and here I have a good life. So it's a good mantra to have. Um, But, I mean, it's not all good, because tropical storms and general, (laughs) like, adverse weather conditions can prove problematic, because he has to keep building the walls Mm. and keep them damp. Um... Mm. so that they don't crumble or get like swept away by the storms um and it really is like an incredibly elaborate and fancy castle like you need to look at the photos it looks like disneyland it's amazing um but apparently after 22 years of living in this in this castle on a beach he's become pretty well adapted (laughs) so quickly we reconstruct after a storm hits or after the walls all tumble down um and just for a bit of scale his bedroom is 32 square feet oh and it's God. piled high with his few possessions, which are mostly books, and it's also supported by wooden beams. So he's really gone all out with his with his castle oh. and, it, and it's great. King Marcio, it's an yeah. inspiration. Uh, what have I written? Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's become a bit of a tourist attraction as well. Of course. Um, so like tourists can pay to sit down on his... Oh, here. oh yeah, Taurus can bear to sit down on his like sand throne, um, but also he's sort of contributing to to the sort of knowledge of of people that like pass by because he's got a table full of books that he sells. Um, you know, he basically just says leave what you can and make sure you know you you take you take something valuable from from the table, which is really really nice, and I think that it's a really great mantra to have. Um, so there's a sign above this table that says pick up a book and contribute in the box so that this initiative doesn't end so yeah I just think he's a really inspirational guy I don't know if he actually does live in this castle or if it's just part of his sort of like I don't know marketing <laughs> but yeah he's a, he's 
pretty interesting, so check out the photos. And I'm sorry I'm not there, and have a great week, and vote for me, because I'm the best. Bye! <laughs> Bye, Katie! Bye, Katie! Oh, she's got... Gone out the oh, door. How rude. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've ever been so quiet during a story. I mean, yeah. I know we couldn't interrupt. <laughs> but Only if we're physically stopped from interrupting will we stop interrupting. Uh, well, I have so many questions that I will never yeah, have answers me for. Too. Well, we can completely speculate. <laughs> I just... Yeah. I'm just... In, I'm wondering how... I'm wondering to what degree he like lives his life in this castle. Does he have like a mm. sand wife and a <laughs> sand children? He's like... And then when obviously the sea comes in and kills them all, and he's like, oh, well, God. I'm going to rebuild. Sand funeral. Sand bed. Oh. Uh, so, wait, for the sand funeral, for his sand children, yeah. he digs a grave in the sand, Put some sand fills in. it with sand, and then fills it with sand. <laughs> yes. Oh, Michael's really enjoying that one. <laughs> Michael's enjoying his own joke. Why's that man crying? He's just taking sand out of a hole and putting it in again. <laughs> and putting more sand, sand on the I think sand. He, I think he's broken. He's got a lot of sand. books, though. I, I'm amazed by the wooden beams inside his house. Like, mm. like sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining what bad man coming into the the castle like, mmm, nice wooden beams. <laughs> Like, admittedly, as, as the words came out of my mouth, I realised that's the bit I shouldn't be surprised <laughs> that, yeah. That's the bit that's actually a house, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's quite like... Like, it's it's like how it should be. How it was. So everyone Organic. should live in sand homes no, with wooden beams. But, I mean, before we had built houses and you lived in... Places that didn't have plastic. And Are you things. about to tell me that everybody plied a book trade no. in sand homes before we had businesses that did anything else? Oh, I just mean it's organic. How's the book sure. trade going today, Jeremiah? Well, everyone else is just buying and selling books, so <laughs> there's not much really happening. But, like, in the north, you have to obviously have much more. Sand to insulate less, yourself. No, less sand housing because it's the north. <laughs> That's very. It's a very northern climate. philosophy. Yeah, but then, but then in the places where like life and humanity developed, it developed there for a reason because you could live quite easily, and that it's the same sort of thing, isn't it? Technically, if you're in a place which has a climate that's really, what's the word? Um, temperate. No, maybe. Opposite of temperate. Just, just like a climate which is, ah. Uh, oh, Good for Good. living. That's not the word I'm looking for. I think temperate might have been the word you were looking for. <laughs> Maybe. But, um, yeah, when you have that kind of climate, it's actually much easier to live than it is in, like, a... Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. You I, might as well. I, like, why would you not, in a way? Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting that he hasn't built it out of anything else, really. He hasn't got a cave. I mean, yeah, I do agree with that. Mud, yeah. The wood, like, you know, before plastics mm. were around, I think wood was around for a little while. Before that, definitely a little bit. At little least, bit. I think wood is definitely like at least some years into human development. We came first, <laughs> yeah. definitely. There were humans, and then there were plants. Don't know what we did for thousands of years. Eight sand children. <laughs> what are you doing? Plying the book trade. Don't know where we got these books from, though. There's no wood. What's wood? <laughs> but also, if you, it makes sense. Like, if he lives in a place that's like either concrete or a beach. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Those are the only two environments as well that humans can survive in. <laughs> Concrete or beach. Yeah, yeah. 
Good, good, good. Hey, actually, really good story, Katie. Yeah, Solid story, story, Katie. Oh, I'm sad Katie's not here. She didn't record a clapping noise that we could repeat every time. Oh, yeah. Or a thank you for, for our clap. What a bitch. How rude, Katie. <laughs> not both her now. Bloody hell. I've always hated Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it all out now, guys. <laughs> um, thank you, Katie. Uh, who has the next story for us? Who is it? We don't know. Ah, it's me. Yeah, oh, me. well. Uh, yeah, I kind of. I was a bit curious as to why you looked so confused because we'd agreed beforehand that you were second. Or was it because like we now have people that aren't even here? So were we thinking, oh, maybe someone else will? You look, look here so angry that I've told the people the backstory. <laughs> I don't think any listeners are gonna be like, well, the illusion's ruined. The illusion is ruined, Michael. What <laughs> illusion? We just meet up in a cafe every week. Obviously, we tell. Obviously, we tell the stories in an order. I'm not even sure. I didn't even realize there was a microphone here. What order? We don't all just talk over each other. Oh, wait. Are we just having a conversation? <laughs> exactly. But my conversation is written on my oh. in my book. Uh, right oh, in tell us eyes. about your conversation. My conversation is going to take us and the listener um, to China. Ooh. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of stuff happens Ooh. in China. It might be the more than a billion That's people. That's their slogan it might be. as a nation, isn't it? <laughs> a lot of stuff happens in Come China. China. There's loads of people. <laughs> Too many, please take some. <laughs> Listen to we don't talk about breaks. Oh, I'll tell you everything. So this Sunday, just gone, uh, a man uh, referred to in reports as you, which thinks great. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's his name. Yeah. That's oh. Why they call it that. For some reason, I, I thought you meant like they use the profile you in in the article, <laughs> like you went there and you did this. I was like, wow, this is like... a choose your own adventure article. <laughs> <laughs> You go into the woods, what do you do? A journalist breaks down personhood by accusing <laughs> you of being the culprit. <laughs> uh, so you uh, go to Jianqing Zheyang. I do remember going there, yeah. yeah. Uh, with with 20,000 <laughs> other practice people. practice that pronunciation? That was beautiful, I mean, George. I, I don't know if it was right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, 20,000 people to attend a concert. A concert of Jackie Chung. Uh, oh. a, um, it, it's called a classical tour. Tour. Uh, by this uh, canto pop phenomenon referred to as the Hong Kong God of Songs, which I've included just because it's a really great phrase, uh, and it sort of rhymes Hong Kong God of Songs. Songs. Exactly. I hope he. I hope he has that in mm-hmm. his songs. Mm-hmm. Probably not. He speaks Cantonese. Okay. Um, so you go to this concert, and you loves it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I loves it. <laughs> I've been told. Uh, and he's going along to all those favourite cantopop hits like Kiss Goodbye can, and I, Just Want to Go With You All My Life Can I ask a question? Is he one of those audience members that speeds up the clapping faster than the actual so- the, you know because British audiences are terrible with this yeah, really uh, a band will be playing and the British audience will start clapping and they speed up their clapping and uh, I've just seen it's so confusing. many artists been like fucking stop <laughs> Uh, I, it, the, the report doesn't comment on this. That's fine. No detail on this clapping. His ability to keep tempo, I'm afraid. Terrible journalism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, he he leaves this this concert mm-hmm. uh, when someone takes him by the arm, oh. uh, and uh, he, he's 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 embraced by the long arm of the law, who whisks him away <laughs> to jail. So I imagine what? I know, right? Jail? But why? Before jail, I imagined a long arm, which was funny enough, but now I'm shocked. Please just continue and ignore this moment. But how did they know he'd be there? And what did he do? 
I'll, I'll get to that later. He's, he's, he's being arrested. Okay, going back to the clapping for a second. He, <laughs> he has the loudest clap in China. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you big hands. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear him over there. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop. We're trying to play music, and all we can hear is your hands. <laughs> we, we need to let more people into the building because your hands are taking up so much space. You play worse, or I'll clap more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know how they knew he was. I mean, on a boring level, you know, when you get a ticket, sometimes you get the ticket online and your name's on it. Sure. On a less boring level. <laughs> To go back to the long arms. <laughs> I imagine that the police in China just have like superhuman powers with in every way. So, so super smell, super sight, super arms. Thus, they could see him from really far away because <laughs> they have really long arms. He just stretch out. And question, question raised. If they have super great eyesight and super great smell, wouldn't they just see and smell everyone better as opposed to <laughs> yeah, just yeah. opposed so to just to, you? They have to think of like special technology things to channel their super senses. That must have been. So you look. Uh, you looked at me like, oh my god, was she exactly right? <laughs> it's super senses is. Some of it. They have technology yeah. things. I'd love to see a battle between literally long arm policemen and <laughs> and clappy you with his massive hands. <laughs> They're like blah, 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 with their arms. Like, what's the Mr. Man's name? Mr. Mr. Like, I was going to say Mr. Longarm. <laughs> <laughs> the most boring Mr. Man ever. He has like slightly longish arms. <laughs> 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 He's just got Mr. Longarm. Um, hello, Mr. Longarm. How are you today? I'm fine. My knuckles, my knuckles were bleeding though, because obviously my hands touched the ground. That's a bit sad. God! She just wants some potatoes, like every day. Ah, Mr. Potato Lover. <laughs> I see you're here as well. Oh. So, uh, yeah. so you think super senses? Of course. Super and senses. I think he claps really loud. <laughs> well, the answer is facial recognition technology. Of Scaring course. him as he goes into the goes into the. Uh, uh, Concert. <laughs> uh, so, so he goes in, and this is part of a massive, widespread of uh, facial te- facial recognition technology in China that's being brought out at a lightning fast pace. It's mm. being used in uh, stadiums, airports, and even schools, uh. where they're starting to keep track of people's attention in school by ha- by having a camera check whether or not they're actually paying attention to the teacher or whether they're doing something else. Shit. Yeah. Um, There's a really good quote in the article which says, um, it's from a student in China, with the smart eye in action, I'm more focused and I don't dare fool around in class anymore. Terrifying. Absolutely. (laughs) That is, I mean, that's Big Brother right there. That is literally Big Brother. Yeah, I know, right? Smart eye. That just sounds like Big Brother, like, put on a a nice costume (laughs) of a... I don't know. Do you ever wish that sci-fi writers of the early 20th century weren't as imaginative as they were? Because <laughs> maybe we wouldn't be in the situation if there weren't so many books that were like, be wary of this, but you would never have to be wary of this if I didn't bring it up. Yeah. Stupid, hmm. stupid, the, clever Orwell. There was a, I think there was a case of where Orwell predicted a like an attack uh, from from Germany under a certain. Uh, trench basically a certain channel in the channel tunnel not in the channel tunnel didn't exist uh, <laughs> we are, first we are going to build the channel tunnel <laughs> then we are going to blow it up 
<laughs> and the English Channel, and it was part of uh, German propaganda that they pretended that they actually got the idea from his book. Oh. Um, so possibly, possibly, we are in actually just feeding people with good ideas. I'm never going to write that sci-fi novel about all of the things going wrong. But also, <laughs> stuff doesn't just happen. Like it, it happens because it's profitable in some way. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming from China's perspective, they're like, our economy will be better if children pay attention in school and are terrified of not doing well. And if we get all our criminals, we can just work out where Yeah, have you heard about that social credit system as well? No. That's terrifying. Yeah, you get like a social credit score based on how you behave as a citizen and they can deny you things like train journeys and plane rides depending on your score, yeah. So That's that's weird. Mm. So Uh, be rich is the moral (laughs) of the story. Um, so, back, back to the story. The reason this has hit the news this week is because this is the third person in two months who has been captured in exactly the same way, in exactly the same concert. To the point where people are being warned, don't go to a Jackie Chung concert if you're a criminal, because <laughs> they're going to get you. Yeah. On April the 7th, a 31-year-old man uh, was arrested, um, and he said, I thought I'd be safe in a large crowd. Um, that's why I brought my wife and child. And then he was arrested in front of his wife and child. And then on May 5th, um, the same thing happened again. The people just... Any news on this... why they were arrested? Well, that's the best part of the story. Okay. And that's what I wanted to guess. What do you think? The you. What do you think you was wanted for? I mean, it could be anything. It could be anything. All right, it's to do with, it's to do with theft. He was, want, he was wanted for... for he for stole stolen something. Property. He did steal something. Well I, done, Tash. I'm right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's to do with theft. Um, I'm, I'm thinking stealing. <laughs> I'm thinking synonyms, really. Uh, I'm thinking it was theft. I guess um, maybe he stole the ticket? Uh, he didn't steal the ticket. He, he bought the ticket under his brother's name. I see. Oh, so he obviously thought, well, if I distance myself from being me, you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tricky. It's a great name. Oh, Ah, I reckon he stole... I don't know. I can't think of anything funny he might have stole. I think he stole a blow-up sex doll. That's the best I can do on short notice. Sorry, George. I, I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to inform you that he stole $17,000 worth of potatoes. <laughs> That's why you said Mr. Potato. That is why I said Mr. Potato earlier. And then I realised my mistake. And that it, it was obviously the first thing that came to my mind. because I was, I was gonna That is so impressive. That's almost as impressive as... In the first episode, when Michael had a story about people stealing meat, like raw meat. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and like, yeah, it was shocking, you know, yeah, it was bad, but it was also really impressive. Can I ask, Similarly, did, did he steal, like, a lot of potatoes or one, like, jewel-encrusted <laughs> potato? One massive potato that could destroy <gasps> the whole We're going to pull off the heist of the century. <laughs> a $17,000 potato. Coming to cinemas near you, 2018, August, the potato of... Can I say? I don't know. What when they do trailers, <laughs> when I, when they do trailers, they tend to lead at the at the end with the date. <laughs> they don't, they also, don't stress not, only the date. They don't say the year first and then the month, and then they don't use really anticlimactic voices like this. <laughs> how to do a, how to do a trailer wrong? This summer, year, month. Film, 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 film idea, film idea here. Potato. But don't worry about that. It's this year. Um, <laughs> I like, I like the idea that he stole the world's biggest potato, and they were like, "Who, who could possibly steal the world's biggest potato?" He's over there with his massive hands. I like, 
<laughs> and then they all combine into a massive army of spaghetti arm police people and try and like get this potato from him. And it's just a beautiful image and everyone watches it. I love the idea that this potato is so big they couldn't find it, but it's easier to just facially recognise him. Like it is like if you like look if you look at the skyline of this village in China, there's just like a, a massive brown lump sticking out of someone's garden. But someone's like made this big blanket out of like hundreds of other blankets to try and cover it and the police are like what could it be that mound we'll just put a hat on it yeah (laughs) this is jimmy Uh, stay for the week he doesn't like it when you come in on his appearance (laughs) so i think that might be the potato jenkins shut the fuck up he said he's sensitive (laughs) he's got a hat on now quick link arms with me while we get out of here (laughs) Uh, and that's (laughs) yeah, <laughs> and that, that's, that's the end of my story. Woo! Potatoes and arms. I'll slap the That was really good. I enjoyed that a lot as well. Yeah. Two great stories. Um, let's move on to my satisfactory story for the week. Um, start, first, start by telling us the date in excruciating detail. And on March, May, June. <laughs> My favourite month. March, May, June. And tell me, in between March, May and June, where does that fit? So my story... Yes. ...is about crime. I've um, always hated crime. Me too. This is why... The, this story goes out to all the crime haters. <laughs> That's right, haters. You're always excluded from things. But this time you're included. This one's for you. This one's for you. The haters. <laughs> the crime haters. <laughs> So yeah, this is basically about the um, rough life of crime that the West lives. So I have one story from the UK and one story from the US. Equally shocking in their crime. Um, So (laughs) the first story, um, I'm not going to read the title, but I will read the subtitle because uh, it's more entertaining than the title. And this is what it is. Police spokesman says witnesses complained about Anthony Stallard or Stollard throwing his quote throwing his arms in the air and saying woo. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, with um, six O's. And what's really funny is I've kind of looked at all the different articles covering this story, and they all they all sort of try and go for the same number of O's, and I'm like, oh. At least, at least they're being consistent. That, that holds exactly. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and this is the crime. Yeah, this is the crime. So, any any ideas of what the context might be here? He was here? on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And why is it a crime? Because it's drunk and disorderly. No fun allowed in Britain. One of the biggest crimes we all commit. <laughs> Have you had fun in Britain? No, they wouldn't direct the advert at the criminal. They'd be, sorry. Do you know someone in Britain who's had fun recently? Here's the hotline for fun busters. They, they may have committed a crime. The shits. Call this number now. Report the fun they had. Why it happened. And we'll get on to them. Would you steal them. a car? Would you steal a handbag? Would you have fun in Britain? <laughs> Never. You might just be a criminal. <laughs> um, I had fun once, but then I realised the error of my ways and went and worked a desk job instead. Uh, the reality of life. <laughs> Back to another reality of life. <laughs> Where 
A man has been fined for pretending to be a ghost and other rowdy behaviour in a cemetery. <laughs> what? That's what oh, the that's uh, subtitle's about. Why is he been arrested for this? Um, is that the same one? Is he going, woo? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, oh, that's what it's about. But what is hilarious is that the majority of articles, like, the, what they said in court, what the kind of... The beginning of the the trial was the the description of his behaviour was basically Anthony Stollard throwing his arms in the air and saying woo. Um, one of the sections of the uh, one of the articles covering this has got like a quote from the judge, I think, who and the quote is like, "I assume he was pretending to be a ghost because <laughs> they had to like because you know how they've got the description of exactly what happened, sure, and then and then they kind of like." Um, Die, kind of divulge what what it is that they were doing and kind of discuss it. So in the further discussions in court, like they made it less abstract, but it's quite funny when it's just it has to be like literal details. Yeah, it has what to he be, was doing exactly. was throwing his hands in the air, yeah. saying "woo." What we believe was his intent was, was pretending, pretending to be a ghost. <laughs> to, to, yeah, yes. but who cares? What was the jury's decision on this? Guilty of trying to be a ghost? Sure. But do I think that's a crime? <laughs> well, I what's that? What's that like middle thing you can do? You can have a agree. You can have a like. You know, they're guilty, not guilty. Plead and, guilty. And then there's the other one where you say like they're guilty, but we disagree that this should be a crime in the first place. <laughs> is that a there's, thing? There's, yeah, there is, and there's a CPG Grey video on it about ah. like the thing they. It, it's, it's a bit like Betty. It's like the thing judges don't want you to know. <laughs> but you know, it's weird because it's literally only aimed at people who are on jury duty at the time. <laughs> Wow, what a niche group of people. But yeah, there's like a third thing you can do. You can be like, yeah, they're guilty, but it's dumb. Was his crime fraud and he was pretending to be a particular guy <laughs> and trying to get money off their families? No. Oh, all right. All right, then it's fine. I don't... I, Probably just I'll continue. Then. You're right. Sorry, I'm kind of caught up on what a question <laughs> is, really, aren't I? I don't, it's like I don't believe answers exist. <laughs> Shall we just ask questions and not get any answers? I can I can ask once more what the crime is, I guess. <laughs> but I think I might just annoy you if I do that. I mean, if you really want to. I just don't understand what he's been arrested for. <laughs> well, not only uh, not only did this go to court, but Anthony Stollard pleaded guilty at Portsmouth Magistrates Court. To using threatening or abusive words or behaviour likely to cause distress. The court heard that the 24-year-old had been out drinking with friends when they went to Kingston Cemetery in Portsmouth, where they first started to play football. Disrespectful, but mm, crime-ridden? Mm, crime mm. crime Crimeful? <laughs> Weird choices of words from both of us. On a scale of one to ten, how crimeful is to that? Anthony Jenkins, you've committed a crimeful act. Crime. Such a crimeful crime. The most crimeful. I send it. No, what is it? I judge thee crime-ridden. <laughs> Plentiful crimes. Now put him in the giant blender. <laughs> Uh, recognize his face with the face recognizing. They've already got him there. Why would they do that? That's definitely him. Put him in. Put him in some sort of ironic punishment. Bury him alive. I don't care. I'm judged. And an all new judge not gives a shit. Um. Well, actually, there were witnesses basically that complained to the police about Stollard's Stoller, rowdy behaviour. And his pretending to be a ghost. <laughs> I just imagine putting in that complaint, like, 
Um, the witnesses reported the group engaging in rowdy behaviour, one of them throwing their arms in the air and saying, woo, <laughs> with six O's. Uh, Stollard of South Sea Hampshire was fined £35 and ordered to pay a £20 victim surcharge and £20 in costs. So that's £75 <laughs> altogether. What's the cost? <laughs> yeah. Did it travel a flower at the same time? <laughs> um, Bringing a witness yeah. to the stand at that point. And um, Mrs Jenkins, can you just confirm... Oh, she looks no deaf herself. <laughs> Mrs Jenkins, can you just confirm what he said? Uh, well, yes, he... Um, he said woo. <laughs> now, is that woo with four O's? No. No, it was definitely, no, a, it was a six letter woo. And then the other witness is I'm like, sorry, are you playing five. a game show now? <laughs> All right, let's see if six letter woo returns anything. What was the fucking crime? It was just like engaging in rowdy and disruptive behaviour. I literally cannot fathom <laughs> I know. how pretending to be a... I also can't fathom. Portsmouth are going to have a really awkward Halloween. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just going to be fine in let's, everyone. Let's... Right, I don't like Portsmouth now. My new plan <laughs> is to contact every supermarket and food supplier and be like... I will pay you to not deliver any food to Portsmouth. <laughs> All right, they're clearly too... They need, they're frightened. They need to leave their homes. They need to go to other cities where yeah. ghosts are welcome. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts, by the way, just as a heads up. Might be why it's upset me so much, this story. Um, the man had actually... Um, he was on, I don't know what it's called, on like a trial period for some other... Definitely sounds like more serious crimes, including like assault or something and he, he had been behaving quite well and um up until that <laughs> up until point, this point literally up until that point and then you let it all go to that the like extended his trial period for those other crimes yeah so but the second story um of well uh, the west's life of crime um is uh, <laughs> I, I do like the story the idea this is about Westlife. <laughs> this is about Westlife. Now that they're no longer like particularly active, this is actually them. I they resort to this it that crime. <laughs> Commit crime ain't nothing but a bad thing. What? Commit crime. Thanks, Michael. Is that going to be allowed or will we get sued? <laughs> we'll see how many seconds it is. Also, I don't think Westlife have been committing crimes. No offence, Westlife. We don't want to commit slander on this yeah. podcast because we get arrested. Don't want that was clearly, Westlife. That was clearly a joke. But if we get trialled in Portsmouth, I think I might <laughs> lose that battle. Definitely. Um, so, yeah. So, <clears throat> this next story <laughs> is about a man in, o- in Ohio who phoned in at 5.26am to the police uh, because he was walking from the train station to his house and there was an unwelcome visitor who was walking with him. <coughs> Any ideas who that might have been? Could be anyone. Uh, I know. Was but... it was it was it a, a, like a stray cat? Like oh. like an animal? I know you this know, one. you've seen the story. I do. You can't but, say Oh, I can give okay, a wrong answer. Can. <laughs> I can give a slightly wrong answer. You it, just do it was stuff. a it was a wild boar. How I, did I, you mean to give a slightly wrong answer? A slightly wrong okay, answer, yeah. yeah. So it was a pig. <laughs> uh, it was in fact a pig. 
And the uh, headline is, a man was stalked by a pig in the middle of the night, so he called the police. I mean, first question, what would you do if you were stalked by a pig in the middle of the night? I, If I knew it was a pig, uh, I'd probably go and pet it. It's fine. It's a fucking pig. <laughs> What's it going to do? Yeah. I'd flail my hands in the air and say woo. <laughs> threatening and disruptive moment. and then the pig goes to the police and reports you <laughs> you get sued by the pig <laughs> crime of the century like, yeah. that'd be famous um, uh, yeah well the guy says it was staying close to me <laughs> rubbing against my legs and was trying to climb up my legs to get me to pet her <laughs> the, ni- the man whose name is Ryan Singley later told local news yeah so, actually, I'm guessing he wasn't... Because the way you told the story originally, or the way that the headline told it, was yeah. like, he was walking through the streets, it was dark. He'd, like, turn around and he'd see just, like, a shape scurry by. <laughs> and, like, it was... And know. just, like, the eyes. And then he walks a bit more, and then he hears, like... <laughs> and he's like, what was that? He's like a whistling pig following At least there's a whistling pig following me. You know, but actually what's happened is the pig actually just went up and interacted with him. And it doesn't sound like he was scared per se. Mm -hmm. It sounded like he was just like, this isn't my pig. I should Mm. probably call the police so they can return it to the pig place. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know exactly what the reasons were. But basically, the article says, the pig's behaviour made it clear this was not some wild animal they were dealing with. In fact, domestic pigs are clever, highly social animals. So it's possible this one came across singly and got curious about where he was going. So I've read... <laughs> That's what pigs just generally are. Yeah. Uh, what's, what are you up to today? The pig was like, oh, take me with you. What club are you going to next? Um, so yeah. And also an animal expert called uh, Laurie Marino said, if you know about pigs, it's just not that surprising. So I, you, you know. could honestly say that about any animal. Yeah. <laughs> As an animal expert, if you just if you just know about worms, mm. it's not that surprising. She continues to say there must have been something about this man that this pig was curious about. Um. Yeah. So what happened at the end of this story was that uh, the police, I think, to quote the article, wrangled the pig into the back of the police. Car, what? I know. Um, and there's like a picture <laughs> she, she of it. it. She was like, "What are you guys doing?" Today? Not in, into the back seat. So she's on the seat. She looks quite scary, but also cute. Yeah. And um, and they they brought they found her owner, and uh, she's back with her owner. Um, confused owner who's like, "Why did you arrest my pig?" Uh, your pig is doing community service for the next three <laughs> months. For what? Um, Failing its arms in the air and saying woo. For loving a man. (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, just to finish up, the police had a field day on social media, as we've previously discussed, um, and said something along the lines of, also, we all mentioned the irony of the pig in a police car now, so that anyone that thinks they're funny is actually unoriginal in trying too hard. Who hurt that officer that day? Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) Officer bad day? (laughs) So, yes, don't try and make jokes about uh, pigs in the back of a police car. Cause oh, of oh, the pigs. Be... Right, yeah. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. So, um, that's that's the end of my tales of the life of crime of the West. Beware. Be careful. Stay safe out there. Stay safe. Be vigilant. Thank you very much, Sasha. You might want to clap yourself because Katie's not here. Good work, good work. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. So, Michael, last story of the day. 
I'm not going to tell you the name of my story until uh, the end. For reasons you've done previously, where I feel like I like my title, but it'll tell you too much. Sure. So Fair p- enough. So please don't look down at my page. It's okay, I, I I've folded it over. Um, I, I had all the chances to look at your page, and I actively didn't. I've always admired that about you, Tash. Yeah. No one's yeah. about your gaze. You mm. refuse That's why to, we're friends. You refuse to look at any paper. Yeah. Like, I've seen you in libraries. You just mm. burst I into just, tears. Yeah, I just don't. I actively don't look, avoid Tash. it, don't even look. though it's all around me. You just swing your head wildly around. Yeah. Just nice durians in the, in the closet. <laughs> that was you? I don't understand. I'm going Last to... week's episode, Tash. I'm sorry I wasn't there. <laughs> I was on the computer. I wasn't even in the computer. Please continue, Michael. I, I'm going to give you my preliminary title, though, before I decide on what I wanted. It's called Cambridge Cheese Crisis. Oh, no. But not for the reason you think. I, I realise I might have been tired. <laughs> I, might... I mean, what is the reason that you... <laughs> Wow. I realised that as I just read that out loud and then I recalled I must have been pretty tired because I don't know I don't know what assumptions I was making. Stop! Stop with your assumptions. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, guys, and you're wrong. But I just like never tell you what <laughs> What it is <laughs> gonna move right past whatever I thought. <laughs> what it is is the middle class of Cambridge and London. Uh, what, oh, sorry. What is the middle class of Cambridge and London doing to spice up its dinner parties? <laughs> well, I have many answers, but, but you know. Uh, but che- cheese-related uh, <laughs> zhuzhing up of dinner parties. Mm-hmm. Um, are they making cheese... Sco- like, you know you have, like, cards for where people sit. Rather than having a card with their name on it, it's just a cheese mould of their face. <laughs> is it, is it that? That's horrible. Also, to get cheese to settle, Imagine takes, that. takes quite a while. So, all right, Jeremy. All right, settle down. Settle down, cheddar. All right? That's all right. right. To make cheese, you just shout at the milk for some time. <laughs> Tash, what do, you, what do you think they're doing to zhuzh it up? Well, again, the boring suggestion is, I feel like the last few times I've been to London, people keep buying Manchego cheese. I don't know. So you think it's just a fad of a new cheese? I thought you were going to double down and be like, they're buying insane amounts of cheese. Like, you can't even get in their house. <laughs> Welcome in! Uh, so, Barbara, does does Derek know about all of the cheese you're buying these days? Or are you guys divorcing or what's happening? Barbara's like, I just love cheese I'm now. building a cheese house in the country and living in it on my own. I sell books. <laughs> I sell cheese. Like they did in the olden days. You're um, right. So Brazil's natural resources is its beautiful beaches. <laughs> Britain's natural resources are mountains and mountains of cheese. <laughs> Just lots of cheese. Um cheddar gorgeous. That joke went so much better than I was anticipating. <laughs> Why would you go into a joke thinking it was gonna bomb? <laughs> I do it all the time, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna kill myself immediately now. <laughs> Away I go! <laughs> Goodbye, street cred. <laughs> um, Knock yeah. off who's that poo. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love jokes like that. <laughs> Anyway, um, moving moving swiftly away before we go down that road. Would you like to know the reason why? Yeah. <laughs> let me. so defeated. Let me do it like an ITN reporter might. It's called Bring, and it's the act of feeling Brie or I'm assuming any equally posh food stuff, with MDMA. Oh, See, I thought it was drugs, and then I was like, don't just go for drugs straight away. I can now tell you the name of my story. It's Embry-MA. <laughs> nice. Also kind of slightly sounds like Embryo, which is a little bit disturb- disturbing. But... <laughs> wow, you can tell the middle class of London are bored when they start eating Embryo. <laughs> oh! I guess also known as just fertilised eggs, yeah. Mm. Bit weird, but anyway, the main the main story line. 
the main lady of this story is unnamed, but we need a we need a posh name for her. So any suggestions, guys? If you don't, I'm going to call her Poshy. No, let's not call her Poshy. Let's call her. Ooh. Victorina. <laughs> is that no? That's not very posh. It's a bit. It's much, isn't it? Felicity. Much. Felicity. Felicity is a good one. What's does Felicity shorten to? Fliss. 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 Oh, Fliss. Yeah. Fliss. We'll go with Fliss. Not Poshy. <laughs> Every point I've mentioned to her, she is called Poshy in this. But I can Her surname could be Poshy. Flish Poshy. Hello, <laughs> I'm Bliss Poshy. Would you like to come to my dinner party? She doesn't sound very posh. She sounds like one of the Spice Girls. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? And not the posh one. She sounds like poor Spice. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, come to my dinner party! <laughs> um, sorry, everyone. I'm offended. <laughs> In every way. Okay. So what what did Fliss do? So Fliss, um, I'm quoting her now. I have a real strong circle of female friends and we have oh tried like, all the latest fads, food fashions and destination dinner parties. Sounds strong. But something was missing. Um, it was MDMA. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't seem to have as much fun as we did when we were younger. Um, when we had MDMA. And cheese. <laughs> There always seems to be like a barrier between us. So one of our groups suggested that we all take MDMA oh, so we could open up with one another. Who how do you broach that conversation? You're you're just sat there with your friends say, like Let's let's try it. Let's try it. Let's say one of us is Fliss. So Michael, you're Fliss. Thanks for all coming here today, guys. Um I, I, not much planned. We're just gonna have a bit of roasted veg, obviously, in my beige living room. Yeah. Um wonderful. Great. great. We should put MDMA in the brie. Oh my god, let's do it, let's do it! Who's this guy? I don't know. <laughs> this that... is just one random man. That's Fliss's husband. Jake. <laughs> Jake. That Jake's not a very posh name. A Jake isn't that posh. He's not. <laughs> yeah, we just met him. <laughs> okay, well, anyway. Um... One, I, I really don't. Sorry, actually, I can't move on from this. How the fuck do you bring up? Let's try MDMA. I think you've got to have some MDMA beforehand. Like Ooh. you've got to, you've, yeah. you've planned it before, and you're like, I don't know how to breach the subject. So it goes into the bathroom. Way taking that brie with you. Shh, 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 I'll be back in a second. Comes back out, guys. MDMA and brie, it's a thing. Have it. Too late. You've already had it. <laughs> Basically, that's how. So you don't it. bring it up. You just you do it. it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so the middle class of London are just spicing up their lives by spiking each other. Well, you say that actually, and you both hit on some really good points. So, um, <laughs> have we? and very accurate have points. We? Have we? Yes, accurate points have been made. One of her friend's daughters had given her MDMA. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> mum, try this. <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it. You go to like a college and there's just a bunch of kids hanging out with brie in their pockets. Like, mm. what have you got for lunch? Brie. Only, only brie. <laughs> no bread. Nothing like that. People being patted down and going to clubs. I'll have this for later. Thank you very much. No cheddar for me tonight. You can go past the police station and it just smells awful. Like, what have we oh, got in lockup at the moment? A lot of brie. <laughs> anyway, no. Um, so what's happened is one of one of her friends, one of uh, Felicity's friends, mm. their daughter had given given her her the friend um, MDMA as they'd had out and as they had all had coke before. They were like, you know, you can't have MDMA before you have coke. Well, I'm going to be honest, all drugs scare me quite a bit, I'll be honest. I think that all the propaganda got to me as a child. I mean, that was 100% sarcasm. And um, one of my biggest fears when I came to uni was that someone was going to jab me in the bum with heroin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I'd be addicted and I'd have no idea to what. (laughs) 
That's the best way to be. If you're addicted to it, you don't know what it is. Like, I'm addicted, but I don't know what I need, shit! You just go through cold turkey and you're right. Yeah, maybe. Or you try everything that you could possibly be addicted to. And then you die. And go, then you, you're addicted to everything. Or just go around rubbing my butt on things. <laughs> like a bear. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's how what it's... they're doing. <laughs> but yeah, drugs scare me a lot. So when these guys are like, well, we've had coke before, I I, I was a bit like, oh my God. The, there's something about being raised, I think, with with a sort of confidence that comes with being middle class for a lot of people that makes them confident again with things like drugs, which I never grew up with that confidence. Mm. Um but uh, I, that's a lot of history of myself, which I'm not diving into. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe one day when we do the personal <laughs> episode. But yeah, oh. so um, Fliss phones her son for instructions on how to take MDMA. Wow. Where she was advised to eat it, not to smoke it. So they wrap it up in cigarette paper, seemingly ignoring the first instruction, but I'll get there. And then put it in the brie and then eat the brie. And about 40 minutes what? later... But that means someone just has the concentrated amount of... MDMA. They probably not... measured it out. That's the point. No, no, put... but if no, but that's in... why they put it in the pouches so they can measure how much they put in. Because it's in powder. The... It's powder. Yeah, 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 yeah. As in they put it in the pouch and then they put it all over the brie. No, it... Why would they put it in the pouch if they're going to sprinkle is, it over the brie? If there's one pouch, wait. No, they put it into a number of small pouches and then seed it throughout oh, the brie. Oh, okay, fine. All right, we've put it delicately in these pouches. <laughs> Let's ruin all that. <laughs> fucking MDMA everywhere. <laughs> Fuck it. Put it. Put it in this Hoover and then open the chamber up so it just flies everywhere. All right, I got confused. Pelt Georgia with it. Fuck her. Oi, Georgia. Or you put it in one pouch, put it in one portion of the brain. It's like Russian roulette where one of your friends is going to That's what I thought it was. When you said pouch, I thought one pouch. I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. One person is just going to... We've got my granddad's shotgun upstairs. Let's just shoot people with it. Stab, stab Jemima and put it right in her. Oh my god. Okay, let's move, let's move on. Kill someone. <laughs> Jemima's already got heroin in her <laughs> Jemima's been so weird since she got injected with a boat of heroin and we didn't tell her what we injected her with. Oh, wow. She's getting a divorce, the silly bitch. <laughs> That's what the middle class are like to me. They're just like out of control. <clears throat> They're having too much fun. I didn't think about the consequences. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Back they, to the, so they the put, more relaxed version of... <laughs> they put it in Brie. Um, and it's taken off in the wider community in London. So now people are going to parties, ostensibly, where people are like, have the MBRIMA, which I'm coining. If yeah. anyone uses that term, they owe me. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of downsides, I'm sure. Um, for example, well, no, I, there's one downside because I've got one story of one woman who had a, a downer after her. she took it. So one single... Question mark, yes. <laughs> Why have I written that? As if I'm going to hit on it. One single... <laughs> I've done my research, guys. One single 45-year-old store manager from Sutton says she thought the idea was great, but didn't like the come down as she didn't have a partner to go home and cuddle with afterwards. Oh. But the thing is, that's not just MBMA. That's all, all the drugs. Oh, <laughs> that's just being single. Just every day. Like I just eat cheese, and they go home and they have no one to call. Uh, and um, actually, I try and eat cheese to get rid of the loneliness, but there's only so much an entire tub of borsan and a and a baguette can get you through. I remember actually in first year of uni, I just I was really bored, so I just went and bought some borsan, a baguette, and a pack of tomatoes, and ate everything. Yeah, I mean, people do that. <laughs> and then I injected myself in the butter of heroin. 
but made sure you didn't know what it was. Gave yourself amnesia. Could have been no. Could, I had like a, a smorgasbord of syringes, and I was like, this one. And it was actually just lemonade. I imagine it's like from uh, the Emperor's New Groove. You know when they've got all those little bottles and they can turn you into anything. Hmm. And one of them turns you into a drug addict. <laughs> or we could just poison him with this. It's heroin! <laughs> the Emperor's New Group 2, Heroin Boogaloo. <laughs> Yay, I'm a heroin addict again! Uh, anyway, I've got, a, I've got a really good rounding yeah, up question here. Cool. What's, uh, what's the best cheese? Not what's the best drug. What's the best cheese? Mm. Um, I, I like uh, Cambozola. The one that's like half Calumet, yeah. half Gorgonzola. So it's like all that sweet, like rich taste of blue cheese, but with a creaminess. Have you had it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Have you, had, it... have you had Gorgon Bear? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a horrible a... monster. That sounds like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I'm Gorgon Bear! <laughs> Eat him quick! <laughs> <laughs> He's too creamy, yeah. Not creamy. Not creamy enough. <laughs> Poor Gorgon Bear, he lives in a state of two worlds, doesn't he? He's so contrasting. You know, sometimes you just ask what's happening on the podcast. You say to yourself, where, where the fuck are we? Where are we right now? Um, the listener might be wondering whether we had any embryo. Well, I've, I've, I've already said episode. drugs scare me a lot. I don't so, like the idea of losing control. of. We didn't. My mum listens to this podcast, so no. We, we haven't. So don't take drugs, mum, or I haven't taken drugs. <laughs> don't take drugs, mum. Sol- Stay away from Embryo Stay away from Brie. <laughs> okay. And, um, and Tash, what's your favourite cheese? Um, it's a really difficult question. I'm not going to be able to answer it without a lot of thinking. I am going through a mozzarella stage recently um, because it's the summer. That's the first stage of being gorgon bear, I believe. <laughs> Gorgon bearable. If you if you arrange a bunch of gorgonzola and um, camembert in a pentagram, you summon him. Oh shit! We should try that next time. Don't say gorgon bear three times into a mirror. Otherwise, a bit of cheese. Oh no! I said it. Goodness! I didn't even notice. Thank God there are no consequences. George said not to. <laughs> All um, right. So, so that's um, uh, that's my. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, no more cheese discussion. We're done. I was just going to say, yeah, so my, my summer cheese suggestion is mozzarella. That's the current <laughs> seasonal cheese. Seasonal. Thank you for your summer. <laughs> I really, uh, and I personally. You're welcome, everyone. I tried that, really hard that, on this that story. Was, okay, that so was, let's, let's get a summer cheese suggestion as it was last year when you said mozzarella. Let's recap the yeah. stories. Uh, it was Man Lives in Castle, uh, Chinese um, face recognition, um, don't commit crimes, and Tasha's favourite cheese. <laughs> Vote for me. <laughs> uh, I voted for Tash because I, I just really love elongated discussions about cheese. <laughs> Thank you very much for your story, Michael. Here's a clap. All right, this is the point where we vote on who has the best story. And then... A great point. And then we're going to reveal who has the best story. Should we, as we always seem to forget at this point in the discussion, <laughs> recount the story? Yes, we should. Katie, what was your story? How one man overthrew capitalism. Thank you, Katie. Well done. <laughs> uh, my story was Potato Man uh, goes to concert. <laughs> then is it, uh, uh, Marvel is running out of ideas at this point. <laughs> my story was um, a life of crime in the West coming to cinemas near you. <laughs> oh, you could have called it Once Upon a Crime in the West. That's have. good. Uh, you can now if you'd like. Michael. <laughs> yes. Uh, mine was uh, Embry M.A. 
And it was about middle class people taking MDMA because they're bored out of their goddamn minds. I feel like they should already have thought of this name for it. Uh, it wasn't said in the article. No, I mean, I'm I'm surprised they haven't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think saying, do you want to come around for some brewery is a lot less convicting <laughs> criminal and crime-wise than do you want to come down for some MDMA? Sorry, MDMA. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right. But yeah. Okay, let's vote. Let's vote. Have you counted? I've counted. Whoa. I've counted. And they're hidden behind. And you can count. <laughs> I can count. Um, George, you're so talented. Thank you very much. Um, so, the scores this week. Shit. In second place, Ugh. with two points each, are Michael, Katie, and George. Well done, you guys. Whoa. Clap, 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 clap. And therefore, the winner with three points oh, is Natasha. For some reason, I was like, oh, I've got no points. <laughs> I don't know why. We started with we, we started with second place. <laughs> so this is why I don't count the votes. But George That's why I count the votes. Um, oh, just... hey, congratulations, Tash. Thanks, Hold it's on. been a long time. We've all waited for this moment. <laughs> I think you just, your story just left me very angry as to why this man <laughs> yeah. had been arrested. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad we've all been enlightened by crime. <laughs> we, we all know how afraid to be of, of men with wobbly hands. <laughs> or pigs. Or pigs. Mm. Or men with big hands. Or Drugs. people inviting you to cheese. <laughs> Do you want to go and get some cheese? <laughs> oh, cheese. Oh my god, that man's going to inject me in the bone with heroin. <laughs> I can, he's, he's holding baby bells. I know what he's planning. <laughs> really, if someone offers you baby bells in the street, and, uh, don't take it up anyway. And um, structural <laughs> collapse of your house because it's made of sand. <laughs> That's a lot to be really... fearful. This episode is scary. Mm. Scary world out mm. there. Stay safe, folks. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs> he said, looking out at the sunny day. I'm going to go get some cheese. I know what you mean. You mean drugs, don't you? No. Excuse me, can I buy the drugs? What would you like? Manchego. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a dealer. What, 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 what can your dealer get me? Oh, he, does a, he does a nice deal on baby bells. <laughs> got some uh, quality baby bells from there. Uh... You uh, pay me a bit extra, I'll peel the wax off for you. <laughs> no, but that's the best bit. <laughs> alright, alright. I just peel the baby bell and then throw the cheese away. <laughs> um... Got a cheese string. I'm strong. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, mate, mate. Yes? That's all I've got. Mate, mate, mate. Thank you for listening. Join us next week. Uh, don't take the cheese. Bye. 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 Hi. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Oh, my God, thanks. Like, we love it so yeah, much. Yeah, we love it and so we, much. We love it as much as we love five stars. And, and we hope you love us just as and much. And give us Facebook likes. Five stars, five stars. Uh, lovely. Thanks, honey. Mm. Bye. Ha 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 ha!